Yo, 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 what's up? Thank y'all, Redeem Team, for tuning in to another episode of Stories of Redemption Podcast, where it's based out of Psalms 107, verse 2, where it says, Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, those who he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. And today we got a special guest and her name is Allison Beecher. Come on. She is a sister that we have the privilege of doing life with. Come on. And she has poured into our lives so much. Um, her and her husband, Eric Beecher. Yes. We've had him on a previous episode. And yeah. so we just got the privilege of having his other half on the, on. on the podcast today. Yes. So, sister, thank you so much for joining us today. Yes. Yeah. Thank you guys for having me. Yes, ma'am. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Allison, what's up? How was, how's your day going on? First oh. and foremost. Yeah, we're doing well. We went to church this morning and then had a good lunch and ready, excited to be here with you guys. You said okay. golden chick, huh, for lunch? Golden chick. Come on. <laughs> a trip out to Guthrie needs a golden chick. Come so. on. Yes. Do y'all got a golden chick out here? Yes, sir. Okay. Yep, right off the hallway right here. Okay. Yes, well, that's some, hey, that's some good eating. Yes, sir. Yes. Yeah, so, Allison, well, we usually start this off um, by asking our guest who that guest is today so i just want to kind of create some contrast for our listeners like who how would you describe allison beecher today who are you today Ooh, good question um well i i think previous answers would i would have focused more on my what i do uh maybe ministry wise or job wise but i think in this season i would say I am just a daughter of the King who is learning to follow His voice in the simple and the beautiful things, um, you know, just in relationship with the Lord. And it, that in itself is such a joy and, and an exciting thing. So I'm loved by Him and using on, being used in the simple things, but it's it's a joy. So, man, so good, so good. You said being used by him in the simple things. Um, can you kind of just like elaborate on what are some of the simple things that you, you that he uses you in in a day to day? Yeah. Um, so I'm now a mother of two awesome kids. Um, my son is 12, daughter's eight. And I think the Lord's had me on a journey before so eric and i met on the mission field i don't know if we talked about this wait what year was that uh that would have been 2005 six so we met in the amazon jungle wow we did in peru so we met both um we watched this awesome movie called the end of the spear and we both fit we're like we're gonna live our life like poured out for jesus listen to john piper's and a sermon that was like don't waste your life so wow. we both you know, we said this is what life's about. So we met in that context. So wow. in in South America, came back, lived one year stateside, and then we went to Turkey for six years yeah. and served there as um, missionaries. Also did the coffee and the English teaching. And so I think for a lot of my life, I thought, you know, just what's the next assignment? What's the next assignment? And that was like a lot of what I felt the Lord's affection towards me for. And so now here I am, I've got, I'm homeschooling my kids and I'm teaching English uh, as a, you know, kind of a job in the evenings and just kind of doing lots of little gatherings with brothers and sisters that are so beautiful. Amen. Amen. Right. Which, which those things might seem simple to some, but those are actually like a huge deal. Yes. Right. Yeah. 
so doing missions in the Amazon, that's not something that we can just kind of glaze I over. Know, right? like, I know you got some stories. So I, I would ask yeah. you, what is like the the top story that you have? I know you have like a ton, but like like choose one, like the one story that you can sh- share with us about your experience in the Amazon. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So um, simple life, right? Like, so um, there was these things they would call lanchas where you would take boats into the Amazon jungle. And I had gone with a friend, a teammate, and we um, brought our hammock. You hang up the hammock and you ride on this boat for like three or four days into the Amazon. They feed you like this soup-like thing. I mean, it's really, I sometimes I cannot believe this was my real life. So (laughs) we did that. We got to the village. You know, they didn't even speak Spanish. They spoke a native language there, um, delivered and kind of ministered to those who we were supposed to. Then we came back. And um, when we were coming back, um, the lancha, the boat that we were on, started to be kind of like, this sounds dramatic, but invaded by, by these guys that were coming to come steal things from other people. Wow. And so, and they kept saying, um, los, los chicos malos are coming. Los chicos malos are coming. <laughs> and it sounds like a horrifying life experience. Like yeah. right now, I'm like, that sounds scary. It was like kind of night. But all I could hear in my head when they kept saying is, los chicos malos is, Bad boys, bad boys. What you gonna do? <laughs> what you gonna do when they come you? So I'm in like this really scary, like, like time of my life, thinking, what am I gonna do? And all I can hear is this song from my childhood, like, and um, you know, I think that I just think of my times and you know, in the Amazon and over other overseas, where I'm like. Man, the Lord's help and, and protection, and, and it, we were fine. I'm six feet tall, so they were probably more scared of me than anything else. But um, <laughs> yeah, what do they, they call again? Los chicos malos. Los chicos malos. Los chicos malos. <laughs> Which you know, bad is bad boy yeah. in England. In English, that's it's bad boys. But yeah. I just, oh, okay. man, when you asked that, like that memory came to my mind, like probably one of the most terrifying <laughs> moments of my life. And I'm singing a song bad in my boys, head. <laughs> what you gonna do? That is hilarious. That is. Oh, man, I can't. I can't help but to just think like, so it's like, like in the midst of stuff like that, man. God literally, you know, um, that's that's one moment that you got to see His hand on you. Oh as yeah, well, yeah. Because um, I can, I can only imagine, you know, being away from comfort, my mm-hmm. comfort zone. Um, not only that, I'm overseas, somewhere where none of my family is, you know, and then anything can happen, you right. know. So it's like you definitely gotta gotta trust the Lord in the midst of that. And yeah. so that leads me into this question. So, um, what what I know you said it was it was a, a sermon that you saw on TV, but what what was what was that wake up moment like? This is what I know I want to do. Like, what, what was in that message that really spoke to you that made you say, like, this is what I want to do? Yeah, I, um, I think any time we really ponder, like, eternity in mm-hmm. our hearts, um, and then we think, like, okay, my life's going to come and go, and so is, you know, these people. Like, what do we want to live for? And it just, it is such a, a blink of a moment, our lives. And so um, I think when I was, like, 18 or 19, maybe it was 20, I was just crying out, and I think a lot of kids and youth nowadays are. Like, why are we here? What do we exist? What is this thing called Christianity? And so I think there was just a, 
a longing in my heart to be a part of the, the thing that's bigger. And yeah. that's what I love about like Christian history. That's what I love about missions movements. Yeah. That's what I love about even just right now, plugging into what God's doing in other places in the world is we are a part of a really big, beautiful story. Yes. And it is an honor and a privilege to Come do on. to do whatever, whether it be right now I'm the homeschool co-op I'm in or moving to the Amazon. Like it is such an honor to do what we get to do, to be his ambassadors and to deliver this message. So. I think that that excitement, that joy, that love, that longing for the lost to know, um, you know, his redemption, um, that's a pretty beautiful feeling. So I just, yeah, even now I ask for more of it in our seasons because, you know, so yeah, that, overall the big, that heart, but like, I think probably what I, I would want to communicate clearly is like, it can look like going to the mission field in, yeah. in yeah. Peru, or it can look like opening up your home to people coming into in here in you know hospitality and the yeah. sharing the gospel so that's good yeah that's good he's in it all right come Amen. on all right so allison you were kind of touching on your teenage years a little bit um so let's go ahead and and let's take us back like to the moment or it, it might not even be a moment it's just like the story of like how god redeems you from the hand of the enemy like what what did all of that look like yeah so I um, was blessed to grow up in a, with parents that love the Lord and that I was part of a church. One thing that is really cool and I've seen God weave throughout my story is his healing touch. And so when I was um, three and a half years old, I was diagnosed with a disease called spinal muscular atrophy. And um, it's a disease where your muscles slowly wither away. Um, the life expectancy is around 20 years old. It's, wow. it's a really bad disease. And um, I was losing strength and was even, you know, talks of being in a wheelchair. And my parents, um, I, you know, they were, they, anytime your child is sick, you believe mightily in the power of healing. And so yeah. they were just crying out. I and mean, even a few months ago, I, I was with some of my mom and her friends and they were talking about how they prayed and fasted for my healing. And mm-hmm. um, we weren't really in a church that like talked a lot about that. But if, like I said, when it's your own kid, you believe yeah. it. And so yeah. um, I had that disease for a year and a half, um, which you guys have kids. So just imagine what that's like, right? Being yeah. told your child has that disease. I. My first life memories are of some surgeries I had during that time. Um, so come, you know, a year later, I'm, uh, oh, and also I had no reflexes. That was a marker of the disease. Mm-hmm. Year later, I'm um, swimming in a pool. My mom saw me like do something kind of like with strength. And so my mom came home in faith and called her, the family doctor to come to our house and said, I think Allison's healed. Check her reflexes. And for the first time in a year and a half, I had reflexes. Come on. Yes. So they took my, um, they took me to the hospital. They checked me again for the surgery, the disease. And they all, uh, so they took it to the panel of the spinal muscular atrophy specialists. And nine out of 10 of them said it was a miracle of God. There's no explanation. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> the so- other person said it was a misdiagnosis. But so that's, I, I mean, when you're four years old and you're being told, God has a plan for your life. Yeah. He is powerful. He's mighty. Like I never doubted the existence of God. And even today, I see this as such an inheritance in my heart. Like there's just such a confidence I have of his love and of his his nearness to me that mm-hmm. I think was a deposit from that that yeah. time in my life. And so when I was like seven and heard the gospel, I was like, yes, of course. Like, you know, of course there's yeah. the repentance of my sin that a seven-year-old knows. But the existence of the goodness of God was always, it was like stamped on my heart, you know, as a child. So, you know, 
I think that kind of played into, you know, when I'm 18, wanting to live for something. It's like, yeah, because he's a good God. He's yes. big and powerful and he's real. And so I think that was part of the whole story, um, you know, of salvation and surrender to the Lord's purposes in my life. So, and then as you guys know, I like, I've also received healing as an adult. So it's yes. like the Lord wants to keep reminding me of his healing power yes. right. with the ministries that we're doing. So as you guys know, from a lot of the ministry that we've done, it's a real part, important part of our family is to always um, contend for healing, believe in healing, and um, just see his kingdom come in that way come as on, well. Yes. So. yes. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah, that was beautiful. Yeah. Um, so you're in contact right now with some of the people who who fasted and prayed on your behalf as a child, right? Yeah. Like So like, what is your relationship um, with them right now? Like, do you kind of, uh, and, and also, like, if you can, like, kind of share some, kind of share a story or two like that, you, you know, you fasted and prayed on somebody else's behalf and you've seen things come to pass. Yeah. Um, so I just recently learned about that then because I've always pondered, um, you know, the, what the story that God did when I was a, a child, you know, like how did prayer and fasting connect in that? So I just recently, Dennis, got to hear that, like, really? like so yeah, two months ago. Like okay, I've so always wondered. Fresh. It's been a bit, yeah, it's been a ministry, um, a mystery to me of like, because um, I was really in, kind of in my childhood years in a church that didn't really talk a lot about the healing power of the Lord. Yeah. Um, and so I just recently got to hear that, and I just, of course, like with tears, was like, thank you, thank you for you know, yeah. contending on my behalf. So, um, yeah, that was, that's something now. Um, and then currently in the season where I experienced healing again, I'm part of a fellowship, as you know, that is more, um, more open and to praying for healing, you know, healing power. And so that's been really a sweet fellowship to have Mm -hmm. that and kind of an expectation. And then, um, yeah, we, we believe we've seen that fasting and prayer and, you know, sometimes there's the one time where there's a laying of on of hands and, Mm -hmm which happened to me, I just, this past year, when I first right when I met you, um, Mm -hmm. Preston, it was like the fall after that. So 2020, 2020, um, was healed from that ulcerative colitis disease. I I remember we was at, um, Thursday night Bible study and we were all out in the, in the, um, driveway. Yeah. And I remember you opening up about that. Yeah. Lucas, uh, Lucas said, uh, pray for my mom's stomach. It's broken. Yeah. He did say, (laughs) yes. I remember that. Simply put. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, it is broken, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it was like probably four months after that, um, uh, some friend, good friends were at our house and I was pretty low, even though I had experienced the healing touch of the Lord yeah. multiple times before I, you know, when you're in the middle of it, it's hard, yeah. you know, and the, the yeah. struggles are real. And so just one night, a brother, um, that was in our house just said, Allison, I believe the Lord wants to heal you tonight. And I was like, okay, I, honestly, my faith was kind of, I was discouraged. Yeah. And he prayed, and in a moment, I'm telling you, I mean, it's kind of an interesting disease, like, so I, it was a kind of a faith. Eric and I looked at each other, and we're like, I think I'm healed. Next day, woke, woke up, completely healed, you guys. And then I did a test a month later, and the, the inflammation, all the indicators of the disease were gone. Come on. Completely yes. gone. And I did another test just, like, about, you know, maybe six months ago, because they, they, you know, stay on top of it. And they're like, we don't know what happened. I'm like, I do. Come on, man. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we believe yeah. it. I think the Lord just put these like Ebenezer moments in specifically my life that because it's hard, right? Yes. Like to keep contending in faith, especially when, you know, people around you aren't being healed. But yeah, maybe Lord, like we just and I think it's a deposit for my kids, too. Yes. You know, and Eric, mm-hmm. I think we're just yeah, we're meant to to let the redeemed say so Come so on. that we can That's keep. It 
build in faith and keep asking and yeah 100% I think fasting prayer faith um yeah all of it matters to the Lord thank you Lord for this yes touch my name is Jesus Yes. yes so Allison um another question that we generally ask our um you know our guests is like for those who are like you know lacking in faith or matter of fact it's it's more so like those who are they they've had faith at one point and um they're in a season of their life where it's just it's starting to waver um and they're they're thinking about like actually like leaving the faith like they're actually like on the brink of like just kind of throwing their hands up and and you know it's like they haven't they've put in they put in time with the lord and um and they've um you know they, they think they're doing everything he's calling them to do but like they just don't feel him near to to them like what would you say to that person yeah um so i i know we have lots of different versions of what the gathering of believers you know we do lots of things you know know each other you know all that kind of eat together mm-hmm. but i think when we can gather together as the the brothers and sisters the believers and we can say this is what we're doing this is what life's about and we read the scriptures and we're saying this is the story we're a part of then we can kind of feel that a moment where it's like it's not about me i think we live in a real individualistic culture we do live in it and so people sometimes think about like what's my story what are my thoughts what am i going through but when we can like come under the story of the lord that we are a part of and so i would encourage that person get among the believers who are focused on the the kingdom story and then join join the like army of believers that are living their lives not to feed themselves or not to even understand their own thoughts but to say i surrender that to the king of kings the lord of lords and so i would just encourage kingdom-minded gatherings and um yeah i just i don't know where you know there's several places that happen but there's there's also i would yeah i just look for kingdom-minded believers to hear what they're saying and then come under that like in unity with that and then, of course, like the word of God is is true. Um, I would say navigate like communion with the Lord and and journaling and writing. I mean, just like just desperately go. This is the yeah. thing that matters. So don't give up on it and mm-hmm. um, be faithful. And yeah, I've seen the Lord just be so. Yeah, there's lots of things like yeah. I would say those. Are, I think what's on my heart these days, and you want to share with you, brother, before we started, was just kingdom-minded gatherings like yes. why are we, when we get together oh yeah oh yeah we live to get we're, right. we're for the for the lord and kind of just raises our awareness of why we're even because i think a lot of people are floating around saying what am i doing what's mm-hmm. life about and mm-hmm. it's really a joy when we come together and spur each other on to love and good deeds so. come on amen right that's that's super important like even with how you and and eric have been pouring into me and my wife um like you guys the way you pour into her um, is different than the way that I can. Like you know, of course I'm always I'm always rooting for my wife. I'm always looking to encourage her. But like, there's something about being amongst other believers, um, you know that that isn't so familiar. Like okay, she's like yeah, Dennis, you're my husband. You're supposed to say that. Yeah. Like but like to hear it from you guys and hear it and gain encouragement from from the body. Like that's huge for her and that's huge for me in our walk. So. Yeah, I definitely, um, 
definitely appreciate y'all. Yeah, it reminds us that we're a part of something together. And and especially when the Lord brings together diverse brothers and sisters and we're all doing this thing together, it's like, wow, we're we're part of a really big story. And, you know, I think sometimes we get around groups that are similar to us. We're like, what are we doing really? Are we just all just friends? You know, kind of get confused, (laughs) right? Like, but when you start getting like mixed generations and just different ethnic groups and different cultural backgrounds, you're like, whoa, we really are part of a beautiful big story. And it um, encourages my faith a lot. So as you guys know. Yeah, mine too. Like that's that's one of the main things that I I root for because I know how how I know how it changed my life. Yeah, you know, um, I remember I literally remember, um, like I say, just whenever we was going into the juvie, and, and I remember Brother Allen and Rashawn, man, they weren't giving up their they weren't giving up their Thursdays for nothing, you know. Um, and then I remember when I came, I was like, wow, I've never witnessed nothing like this in my life, you know. So I just pray for the listeners who are listening to this, man, like. Literally, when you learn to become selfless and not worry about um, um, what these people are gonna think, or you know, or or just letting your own insecurities get in the way of of uh, keeping you from community, because yeah. a lot of time it be hidden sin, it be, it's insecurities, it's a whole list of those things that keep people from growing with the body. But my thing, and one one thing that I would say to anybody that's listening that may be dealing with all those things, literally, that's what the body of Christ is for, man. Jesus is the one who cleans us. He's the one that washes us. He's the one who who helps us get over the hump of all those insecurities or or um, hidden sin and all those things. He frees us from those things. And then I also want you to be encouraged that the group of people that he draws you to. They've been through the same thing. There's all yeah. types of struggles that each Christian has been through. So there's no reason to uh, keep yourself in a prison that you're free from. So literally, like Sis said, make sure that it's, it's kingdom-minded, you know, believers. And and join them and, and grow with them. It's, yeah. it's very important and critical to our walk. Yeah. 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 That's so good. Um, so in closing, we got one more question, Allison. Okay. All right. And so for the person who doesn't believe at all, doesn't believe basically the atheist, um, you know, is there anything that that's on your heart to share with them? Yeah. I mean, I think when we talk about testimony, I can just I would love to like look you in the eyes and just tell you like he is a real God. And my four and a half year old Allison or 41 year old Allison, I will look at you and say, he is an ever present help in a time of need. And he has redeemed me. Like I said, there's so much I could say of his, the realness of him, the intimacy, the, the nearness of him. And when I'm driving in my car, like I just would encourage you that he's real, um, that the blood of Jesus does take away all the shame you were, you know, it just, it's, you know, obviously not living a perfect life here. Like, you know, Eric and I, we, we have problems, like we have struggles, but just the blood of Jesus that come, I can in a moment come to him and say, forgive me and wash, wash me, you've washed me clean. And here I am, Lord. And then just being restored to that loving, perfect father relationship. I would say, I just want to say with all my pure like testimony, he is real. He is he's the best thing ever. I would, I, if I could want anything for my children, it'd be that they know the nearness of the Lord. Yeah. And I often imagine them as adults and I'm like, what would a successful kid look like? I'm like, I just, I would love for them just love the Lord, love his presence yes, and know yes. his nearness. And I don't care about all the other things, but I would just say that to that person too. Like he's real and he is the best thing. So. Yes. 
seek him while he may be found. And like yes. it says in Acts, like he's not far from you. It says even that he has determined the exact time and place that you've lived. So especially in America, especially in these contexts, there is, there's a follower of Jesus to reach out to. There's somewhere you can find truth. So seek him. He's not far from you. Come on. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. That's it, Sister Allison. Yes. Uh, again, thank you for taking the time yes. to join us today as our honored guest. We, yes. we definitely appreciate you. Love and, you guys uh, a we lot. We love you too. We love you too a ton, yes. sis. Yeah. And, uh, and to our listeners, hey, we love y'all too. Come on. But we got to go. Until the next time, <laughs> let the redeemed of the Lord say so. I love.